to my show. In today's episode, we have a really special guest here with us today. Her name is Lisa Stringfellow. Hi, Lisa. How are you today? I'm fine, Anika. How are you? I'm good. So, could you please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your book? Sure. Uh, my name is Lisa Stringfellow. I am a debut middle grade author. My first book, A Comb of Wishes, just came out uh, on February 8th, 2022. It is a fantasy about a girl who makes a wish on a mermaid's comb. Um, I live in New England, in Boston, Massachusetts, and I'm also a classroom teacher. That's great. I love the way, um, like, I love that your book, I've read your book, it's amazing. It's like so magical. It has like unique characters, magic, which is like every single thing every reader who loves fantasy would love, right? Thank you. Elements, the fantasy elements. It's unique with different diverse characters. And right now the world needs to see diverse characters. Like they need more characters who are not represented much in movies, TV shows, or like in general, uh, um, in the general world. Anyways, yeah, absolutely. I agree. Yeah. And my second question for you, this one is kind of like more like really deep, kind of depends on like what kind of answer you give, but what does success mean to you and what's the definition of success to you? Mm-hmm. That is a deeper question. Um, I think success is when you are able to make progress towards your own goals that you set. Um, So I think success is going to be defined differently for every single person. Um, For me, I feel like I am successful um, in my work and successful in my writing because some of the goals that I've been able to set for myself, I've either achieved or made progress or I'm improving. Um, I started writing um, my book, A Comb of Wishes, back in 2013, a very long time ago. And uh, it took a long time to get it to to be in a, a, a version of it that I was happy with, but then also a version that um, I thought readers would connect with and that professionals in publishing, that I could send it to them, that they would be drawn to it. Um, so, you know, nine years later, it's finally out in the world. And so I'm very proud of that. And that is a big success. Um, and then I also, I find, you know, a lot of joy in, in my work uh, as a teacher. And I've been a teacher for 28 years, so a really long time, all in middle grade. Uh, so fifth grade and sixth grade. Um, and I feel like I'm still, you know, learning things about how to be a better teacher. And so that feels like success too. That's a great answer. Success can come in many ways, right? It can be external success or internal success. Maybe, um, like, I'm not really sure how to explain internal success, but like, they're all kinds of success, basically. Yes, I agree with you. My next question for you is, like, what really inspired your book idea? Like, was there like a point where like, you were like, this seems really nice. I would love to add this to a book of mine and make it, um, and like a novel or fantasy. So how did you come about yeah. that? Um, the influences for the book came from many different places. Um, so I would say 
the start would be that I had decided to, that I wanted to write um, a story with my students. Um, there's a program that your listeners might be familiar with called NaNoWriMo, which is National Novel Writing Month, and it's every November. And I do that with my students every year. And so I had promised them that if they were going to work on novels, that I would write along with them. And so as I was thinking about what I wanted to write about, I thought about two books that I had recently read that I really enjoyed. One was The Tale of Emily Winsnap, which is a a mermaid story by an author named Liz Kessler. Uh, Very lighthearted, about a seventh, seventh grade girl who is going out for her tryouts on the swim team and puts her feet in the pool and suddenly her legs turn into a tail and she discovers that she's part mermaid. And then the other book was a book called Coraline by Neil Gaiman. It was very different, very kind of scary and atmospheric. And so I thought I would love to write a mermaid story that combined those two elements, have a a mermaid, but kind of be a little bit scary at times and a little bit um, about a girl who maybe had to be brave. Um, And then because my background, uh, my family is from the West Indies. My dad was born in Barbados. Uh, It was very natural for me to think about setting it there. So it's set in the Caribbean uh, on an island that's very similar to Barbados. and I just, I, I just knew that I wanted to write the kind of book that when I had been 12 years old, it would have been the kind of fantasy that I would have loved to see that I didn't see when I was growing up with characters that looked like me and um, fantasy characters even that looked like me. So that was kind of where I started. That's a great um, way, like how your idea came from. First off, it came from your books, which you read, which is amazing because you got inspired from books you read. Maybe had you not come across these books, maybe your book may have not been out there, or if you had not come across NaNoWriMo, that could have also not happened. So I guess everything happens for a reason. You found NaNoWriMo for a reason. You chose to write this book for a reason and read the books you read to get the ideas. I agree. I think a lot of things are connected and you draw inspiration, um, you know, from ideas from many places. And then even the people that you meet can inspire changes. Um, I met an author once, a writer in a class, and she was giving me feedback on my story. And one of the things that she said was, um, my main character at that time was collecting seashells. And this writer happened to also be a marine uh, biologist. And she mentioned to me how collecting seashells is not really great for the environment because a lot of those things need uh, they help the you know they help erosion and they help um, animals find homes on the beach and I never thought about that and so I changed it to sea glass and when I did that I discovered that there was folklore related to mermaids about sea glass that they're called mermaids tears so again if I had never met that writer and she had not made that piece of feedback to me, that element of the book might not have ended up perfectly the way it is <laughs> as it finally came out. So. Wow, that's new. Even I didn't know the seashell of that. So, so over here as well, you can see that I learned something new as well. Because <laughs> actually, okay. actually, like when you're interviewing, when I'm interviewing different authors, illustrators, I always learn something new because as a young writer, I, I am trying to learn new things 
because no one even if you're a good author with millions of books even then you still have something to learn there's never a time because like over time the writing skills and like the writing habits which the people have evolved so which means like right now maybe people are into fantasy and then the next time maybe they might be into some other kind of fantasy like fantasy but then more evolved fantasy or something like that yes I think there's always things to learn and we're always improving and you just have to be open-minded to to catch all of those things. Yeah. My next question would be that what do you think would make what do you think makes a good story like how do you know whether the idea you're getting would actually make a good story or not? Sometimes you actually have to start writing it before you decide whether it's going to be a good story or not. I tend to be the kind of writer who um there there's two groups people call themselves either pantsters or plotters and so pantsters write by the seat of their pants and they kind of just make it up as they go and then the plotters outline everything before they start writing. I think I'm a little bit in the middle so sometimes people call those people in the middle uh plotsters or or <laughs> pants you know they kind of combine the words um So sometimes I have to write a little bit and see where the idea is going before I decide if it's going to work. Um but I think once you know once an idea just like won't leave you that's usually a story that you need to to get out and to tell it. Um I think when readers like when you write something and you start to share it with other people for feedback when they can connect with the characters emotions and that they're they feel invested in what happens to the character that's a way to know that you have a good story when people care about your character so i always think that's a good sign when people read something and they go you know oh my gosh you know i just wanted to give that character a hug or i really cared what they were doing that that tells me i'm on the right track that's amazing that's an amazing answer i think like the main point of writing is not only to make you feel happy with what you write but also make sure that what you're writing is getting readers connecting to your book or work of um, art because like according to me and i think according to many authors they believe that writing is also not maybe not like and it's creative so and basically anything creative could possibly be an art so like cooking um painting painting is obviously an art but like doing something which is creative like cooking can also be creative at times or actually all the time because like you're experimenting same with similar yeah. to what you do in writing you experiment with the like, characters putting in plot twists doing all those things Yeah, I think there's definitely that balance of skill and creativity. You know, there's writer's craft that you can study and learn certain things like, you know, how to write dialogue that sounds natural and how to put more um emotion into your work. But there's also the part that's just your own inspiration and your creativity and your fresh ideas. So, it's definitely a blend of both things. Yeah. Um my next question this is the one which is really fun um to answer this is my first time using this question for interviews but anyway this is the um, question so what would you choose as a spirit animal and why Oh wow Um so I love cats I guess if I were going to pick an animal that I feel a connection to um I 
um, have, I've always had cats growing up and I love that their personalities are so independent, but they also, you know, they love attention, you know, but they can kind of turn off and on, like, you know, pet me, pet me, pet me, and then, oh, leave me alone, I'm fine. <laughs> so I think um, that's an animal that I just, I always love. I think I'll probably always have cats. <laughs> That's a great one. Um, my last and final one. This is really like kind of like the grand finale of like each um interview, which is like, what would be your main advice for aspiring young writers and authors? I think for young writers in particular, because I work with a lot of them in my teaching is just to not be afraid um, to write and just, you know, be creative. I think one of the things that's really great about the NaNoWriMo program is it, it teaches you or at least encourages you to not edit yourself, that you can just get those ideas on the page. And then once you have something written and you've finished it or, you know, gotten a, a big part of it out, then you can start look at how to make it better and how to improve it and what needs to change. I think so often as writers, we, and I've done this myself, get stuck on polishing and line editing and just going over and over the beginning just to make it perfect. And you disregard the fact that you have to finish the story, which is really important before you can start polishing it. Or you just get stuck and you feel like you can't write because it's not good enough. And so I think that's really important to just encourage yourself to write everything out and it can be horrible and don't worry about that because, you know, it's kind of like you're putting a big pile of sand on a table and then once you have it, you can build a sandcastle out of it. So get the words out, don't edit yourself, don't be like a critic of your work until you have a chance to start making it to something really beautiful. That's um, an amazing um, advice you have given. Because I think like every young writer at some point, uh, like including me actually, is that like when you're writing, you feel like editing it badly. And when you do that, you know in the end that anyways you're going to be editing it. So the time you're spending editing your book would be of no use since like you're going to be editing in the end and you have to finish writing. So. You can instead use the time to actually work on your book and then in the end do the editing. So I love the um, tip you gave. I think everyone is going to benefit from this. Anyways, that's the end of the episode. I loved having you on the show and yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed speaking with you and with your listeners. Um, thank you so much. Um, so um, anyways, guys, that's the end of the episode. Um, you can find um, Lisa's website link and um, to read a book, definitely check out her book, it's um, amazing. And if you want to connect with her, you can find her email um, like connection um, pages through her website. I'll be linking it in the link below, in the box below. And um, yeah, so I'll see you all um, next Sunday. And yeah, bye guys.